Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Happy Friday. I'm Tracy B. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. Uh, this week, it was not exactly a two-parter, uh, but we talked about Helen Tausig and Vivian Thomas, who were both part of the development of uh, a, a heart surgery to treat Tetralogy of Fallot and other congenital heart conditions. Vivian Tom, they've both been on my list forever, really for so, so long. I feel like the first people who suggested it to us as a topic were like way, way back when you and I very first joined the show um, on a visit to see my mom. Mm -hmm. My mom and I watched Something the Lord Made. And I think that was really what made me go... (laughs) Who's this Mary Stuart Masterson character, though? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I had been percolating on this idea of Vivian Thomas for so long, and then I was like, wait a minute, but who is this, this other doctor? Like, I became very curious about her. And for a time, I thought I was going to do a trilogy. Uh, but honestly, I found Dr. Blaylock a little frustrating. <laughs> um, shout out to that movie though because it is so good it's a really good movie like I remember being so blown away by most deaf in that movie and I I can't remember if that was before or after Hitchhiker's Guide but I just remember being like this person that I didn't realize was a good actor is holding his own in scenes with Alan Rickman and they are both equally compelling and that is hard to do with Alan Rickman mm-hmm. um, I say as a big Alan Rickman fan uh, but I just remember being like holy Moses he's really good uh, it's a fun watch yeah it's a really good movie I have not seen the um, the documentary that was on PBS American Experience I have not either um, I had I had thought about it. it is available I think in one place to rent a streaming version of it and I just did not I did not find the time to do it. Um, I do have a story about Helen Tausig that I did not include in the episode because I just couldn't figure out whether this was something that Tausig actually expressed or if it was the interpretation of the author who was doing the writing. Right. Um, So, very late in her life, after she had retired, um, Tausig had this surgery, first on one ear and then on the other, that restored a lot of her hearing. Um, And the way this was described and what I was reading was that people had really tried to pressure her to do it during her career. And she didn't want to do it uh, because it was an elective surgery. That part is in the episode. But it was also that she was like, I'm doing my job fine. If you think I'm talking too loudly or too quietly, that is your problem, not my problem. And so I don't think I need to have an elective surgery to address your discomfort with my speaking volume. And I was like, man, I really, really wish I knew because it was not clear uh, in the way that it was written, whether that was something that like had, that that was her own uh, thought that she had expressed somewhere or whether that was the thought of the person who was writing the paper. Um, but I did want to kind of acknowledge it because I was like, that's awesome. Right. <laughs> I loved her, the story that you included about the medical school discussion and, like, why would anybody do all this if they're not actually going to get a degree at the end? Yes, like, I hope they don't. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, <laughs> I think that was really weird. I kept finding places that said that Boston University was not granting uh, medical degrees to women, and I was like, but 
but BU was like co-educational going back to when it absorbed the like uh, New England Women's Medical School. So that was really confusing. I went down a big rabbit hole to try to figure out like what was behind that. And I really think it was just that her professor thought that uh, Johns Hopkins might be a better school. But yeah, she wound up then at Johns Hopkins for the for the rest of her career. Um, we've had uh, like a lot of uh, people wanting to work in fields that did not really welcome them. Um, over the last couple of weeks, it became kind of an accidental theme. Thematic, yeah. <laughs> it, well, it's uh, we're coming out of Halloween season, so that's like a scary... <laughs> Um, but also, a, you know, frequent story of the people that aren't really talked about yeah. in history as much. So it's not so surprising that it emerges right. thematically from time to time, but we have been on a tear. Yeah. An- another story that did not make its way into the episode was actually about Dr. Blaylock. Apparently, Dr. Blaylock loved Coca-Cola, and he would drink, like, six Cokes a day. Um, and if he shared a Coke with you, like... That was a mark of honor. Like he did not. I understand that he did not just offer people a coke when they came into the lab. Um, and when they were doing experiments involving shock, one of the things that they were trying to study was was cold. And they had this refrigerator, and he was like, that was where the cokes were stored. And they were having to clear everything out of it to make it like an experimental space with cold temperatures. And Dr. Blaylock kept being like, but but my Cokes, though, like, where are my Cokes going to go? And they th- sort of thought he was joking. <laughs> they were like, we're using this for experiments now. And finally, he, like, found a box. Like, uh, Vivian Thomas found this box that five Cokes would fit in. And then, like, Dr. Blaylock found the one place that it would fit into this refrigerator. And I was like, man, I feel like this is just a an illustrative story about this very particular man. Yeah. I share your frustration. He seems like just an insufferable person. And I keep finding myself going like, what? why did no one? I mean, but people did realize you mentioned it in your outline that like it was getting to the point where his career was on kind of thin ice. Yeah. Oh, man. There's part of me that I started laughing at one point and I asked Casey to remove it because my my thought for the time machine that we often talk about is just to send my hand flipping the bird back in time to him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Be like, don't be such a jerk. One of the things that a lot of people have pointed out is that Dr. Blaylock could not have done what he did without Vivian Thomas. It just, he, he needed... He needed Vivian Thomas to to do what he did. But conversely, like, Vivian Thomas could not have done what he did without Alfred Blaylock. Like, there was just, there was no possible way that, um, like, the white medical establishment, even if he had gone to medical school and he had developed his practice on his own and he had found the time and the resources to, like, be able to do research of his own and he had made some kind of breakthrough, like, it's just not likely that the, like, the white medical establishment would have taken notice of it. Um, right. Like, and that's, un, not, that's just not something that that probably would have happened. A lot of people have also commented that, like, Johns Hopkins was, there was a lot of racism at Johns Hopkins. 
we talked toward the end of the episode about uh, about Thomas working with Dr. Levi Watkins Jr. on the first implanted automatic cardiac defibrillator. Yeah. He also became part of the admissions committee. And after he became involved with admissions into Johns Hopkins Medical School, um, admissions of marginalized groups grew by something like 400%, which is a lot, a lot. I mean, I don't I don't know how in terms of actual numbers that pans out, but like there was like s- still a lot of work that was needing to be done in the last years that, um, that Vivian Thomas was working there, even as he was becoming more recognized for what he had done. Oh, a complex symbiosis. Yeah, yeah. Of that whole thing is... It is hard. I think that's probably why people don't as often kind of acknowledge why, like, Thomas needed Blaylock as well is because he was such a jerk. Uh, but, but, like, as you, you know, so clearly pointed out, like, they're just, were wheels in motion and a lot of them racism-related that would have held him back otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Phew. Uh, I am glad that Vivian Thomas got some recognition while he was still alive to to learn about it. Because, like, that's also happened where we've done episodes about people who did something that was a big breakthrough that was totally just washed over the t- in their time, and then it's not until long after their death that somebody goes, oh, that was actually deeply important. Oh, you're a genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember if it was on the Johns Hopkins website, but the speeches from when that portrait was dedicated... Uh, like, the the speech is online. Like, there's a, a SoundCloud file of it up there, so you can listen to Vivian Thomas actually talking, which I found to be lovely. It is. It's so... It struck me so hard, the excerpt that you included, where he's talking about how he didn't think he ever, you know, would be seen as making such a big impact. And when you consider, like, how much work he was doing, mm-hmm. the fact that that was not ever part of his mental equation. Like, oh, I'm doing important things that people will see as it is a little bit heartbreaking and also speaks to his own humility. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very moving speech. Yeah, he seems to have been just deeply, deeply humble about everything his whole life. So, hope people enjoyed these episodes. We really did get a request for Vivian Thomas within like the last week like when I was going through looking for listener mail to read for the uh, these episodes I found that one so it was a very recently uh, sent in one and anyway uh, if you'd like to send us an email we're at historypodcast at iheartradio.com and you can subscribe to our show on the iHeartRadio app and Apple Podcasts and wherever else you get your podcasts and you know we hope everybody has a great weekend whatever is on your plate for the weekend Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.